from Trojans Wire, part of the College Wire Network at USA Today. This is the Trojans Wired Podcast. Here are your hosts, Matt Zemick and Ian Hest. Welcome to the latest episode of Trojans Wired, the podcast, which is an in-house production of the website Trojans Wire, part of the College Wire Network. We continue on with episode 10 of The Riley Files, a deep dive into the career of Lincoln Riley. Episode 10 in our 12-part series with Oklahoma insider Keegan Renault, who's walking us through all the dimensions of Lincoln Riley before his first season as USC head coach. Now, when we conceived of this series, when we laid out the, the 12 episodes and the topics that we had, had planned, um, one of the topics was, all right, if, if Utah's Kyle Whittingham retires in one of the next few seasons, you know, which coach should the Utes hire if they want to beat Lincoln Riley? But something's happened since uh, we laid out that plan uh, for this 10th episode, and that is that USC moved to the Big Ten. So this is no longer going to be about whom Utah should hire uh, to beat Lincoln Riley, unless by by chance, and it's not very likely that Utah goes to the Big Ten. Um, Most people think that if Utah does move to a conference, it's going to be the Big 12. So this is not really a Utah conversation, but we still should have a national conversation about, you know, if you are a competitor of USC and maybe uh, there's a coaching change in the Big Ten in 2024, 2025, and you are trying to beat USC, you know, what kind of coach is best positioned uh, to counter Lincoln Riley? So Keegan, you know, we, we talked in earlier episodes of this series about, you know, the John Heacock defense, that that was Lincoln Riley's kryptonite. It was really uh, the defense that he had a hard time solving in the Oklahoma, Iowa state games. And you saw other big 12 defensive coordinators trying to do similar things. Dave Aranda, of course, had great success at Baylor corralling Oklahoma's offense. Now, of course, Oklahoma didn't have Baker Mayfield or Kyler Murray uh, when Dave Aranda coached Baylor. So that certainly played a role. But nevertheless, some defensive minds certainly had some success dealing with Lincoln Riley. So in terms of considering head coaches uh, that Big Ten ADs might have to soon hire, if we see a vacancy uh, at at a prime Big Ten program, who are they looking to? Who do you think they should look to if you were advising them in terms of uh, countering Lincoln Riley at USC? Can we just make it easy and say they should just give John Heacock a blank check? Uh, Jim <laughs> Knowles is another good one. He he could yeah, be hired yeah, by now a that big, he's Ohio State. Yes. He could be he could get hired by a Big Ten school and that could be a problem. Um, that one's going to be a little bit more of a problem later on. It takes a good minute for Knowles to get rolling. Um, I mean, I think we're all kind of waiting for what Horrible's time is done right at Michigan, uh, and everybody's kind of shooing in. Uh, maybe Matt Campbell up there at Michigan, which would certainly be interesting. Uh, Jim Leonard's defense at Wisconsin would be prob would be is going to be problemsome um, for them. That style of defense, right, where you know you you can be very multiple. You have two down defensive linemen, you have two edge players, or you have three down defensive linemen, and you've got six DBs essentially on the field. Those style of defenses accomplish two things, Matt. One, 
it keeps Oklahoma, it kept Oklahoma in front of them. Uh, and it really limited Oklahoma's capability being vertical in the passing game. And two, it forced Oklahoma to run or it forces an offense to run into a box that looks light. It looks like there's only five, maybe six guys in that box, but there's always a seventh run defender committed, whether it's a safety in the middle of the field, whether it's an ed- nickelback playing and hanging out over the edge. They always would have seven guys committed and the numbers game as an offensive lineman, you're not accounting for those guys. Right. And so there was always a free hitter that would be there for a running back on a carry that he would either have to make miss or would get tackled um, for a short, short or medium game. So those are the styles of defenses that not just specifically to Lincoln Riley, but you go to, um, I mean, Ryan day, uh, the Matt, I know you saw this and these numbers. I mean, look at what the Cincinnati Bengals did to the Kansas City Chiefs in the uh, AFC Championship game. They they dropped eight like sixty percent of the time in the second half, and Patrick Mahomes struggled. To, he Mahomes has gotten much better at you know taking what's been given to him, but that game he got a little bit antsy. He really wanted to attack downfield, and and they couldn't. There was nobody open. They played great defense, so. That's the style of defense that I would play now in terms of head coaches, right? Jim Horrible, I'm fine. Ryan Day, I'm fine. James Franklin, I'm fine. Um, Matt Campbell, Chris Kleiman, worry me for Lincoln, right? Because I think those are guys that uh, over, I mean, not because Matt Campbell has won anything, you know, of huge note at Iowa State. They're much better than they've ever been in the history of the program. Um, But those coaches that, either one have the pedigree or two and been in these moments that know how to put a sound disciplined football field on the field every single week. Uh, and, a, and a coach that is willing to be a little bit different Matt, Iowa state plays football a little bit differently than everybody else in the big 12 where they did. Now everybody's kind of catching up to them. Right. And so I think that those are the kinds of people that really could potentially give Lincoln Riley fits. Well, so when you talk about hiring Matt Campbell, if you want to deal with Lincoln Riley, we're assuming that Campbell will bring John Heacock with him to you know, to Ann Arbor, to uh, any the next pro- program that hires him. Or are we just saying, you know, Matt Campbell's going to hire a good defensive coordinator who will have the chess moves uh, ready. So it might not be Heacock, but but we'll trust Matt Campbell to make the right hire at defensive coordinator. Oh, absolutely. Like I, I, if wherever Matt Campbell goes, I would imagine the defense that he's running now is going to follow him thousand percent. So that, that raises a question. If we're talking about coaches, uh, you know, who are built designed to, to uh, give Lincoln Riley problems. When we look at coaches across the country, you know, who are, who are the best head coaches in terms of uh, best, when I say best head coaches, I'm not talking about, Nick Saban or Kirby Smart, like they're right. they're giants. They're they're going to be where they are. They're not moving. But like in terms of coaches who might risk realistically make a move, such as Jim Knowles at, at Ohio State. You know, if, if someone wants to give him the keys to a head coaching job for the first time, or uh, you know, a mid tier coach in the Group of Five or the lower tiers of uh, the Power Fives who wants to make that step up the ladder and might be given the ability to to do that. You know, are there any, how, you know, how, what's your sense of how many head coaches, you know, understand how to 
uh, hire a staff and particularly on their opposite side of the ball. You know, if they have expertise on one side, how good are they at hiring on the other side? So, you know, how does that enter into your calculations of a, of a marketplace in the Big Ten for, you know, hires designed to deal with Lincoln Riley? Uh, you know, you, so you've mentioned some names. Uh, you know, do you, do you see am among the candidate pool consistency in terms of, you know, knowing they'll hire the right opposite coordinator or, or do you not really know uh, what kind of staff they'd put together? How, where do you stand on that? If someone would could lure Mark Stoops away from Kentucky, I certainly think that would be an interesting one, right? I think another guy, you look at the way Mike Elko's defenses have been built over the last last half decade longer, right? Like that's a guy that's a Duke right now that we'll see what kind of success he has. That is certainly interesting. That immediately comes to mind. Obviously, people like Dabo, that they're – programs are just so disciplined whenever they play the game of football, right? Chris Kleiman, Matt Campbell, um, you know, your list can go on and on and on kind of in that same group that aren't in the big 10 quite yet. Um, you know, I'm not, again, like I said, like I, I think a lot of people immediately compare Lincoln Riley to Ryan day because of the situations that they both were in and what they both took over. Like Ryan day isn't on the, my list of like coaches that I think, will frighten or, you know, make Lincoln Riley. This is a perfect example. This is a perfect example. Oklahoma, Iowa State, 2018. There's a minute and 30 or minute 40 on the clock. Oklahoma has all three timeouts remaining. Um, they're going up against an Iowa State team that is built to slow down their vertical passing game and, on quite frankly, slow down their explosive running game. Oklahoma had three timeouts. They took six plays. They went or six, seven, eight plays. It took a minute 10 off the clock with Kyler Murray, Matt. Uh, they didn't use a single timeout. It was scripted like perfectly. They scored on that drive, Matt, right before halftime in 2018. And I was up in the press box and aims for that game. I have never seen Lincoln Riley show that much emotion on the field. I haven't. Like it, during a middle of a game that is a middle regular season game, like why was that? It's because he knew how challenging it was to have to go into what they did on that drive. And he took that challenge and he showed emotion that I have still never seen from him um, besides in that moment. I, the, those coaches, right? Those coaches that Lincoln Riley knows that week that, okay, I have to be on my game. I don't know if that's Ryan Day. I don't know if that's Jim Harbaugh or even James Franklin. Like I, I that uh, Mark Stoops kind that, and I'll just say this quite frankly, Matt, a guy that's standing across the sideline that's that's probably willing to fight Lincoln Riley, that's the guy, uh, Kyle Whittingham, uh, that's the guy that I would be certainly uh, of a coach that of his nature that kind of gives me – that would give me pause if Lincoln Riley went up against them on a yearly basis. All right. So, let's, so we've talked hypothetically about coaches Big Ten programs should hire – if they want to deal with Lincoln Riley and counter him, let's just deal with the Big Ten as it stands. So, you know, uh, Day, Harbaugh, Franklin, uh, you know, you mentioned Jim Leonard, the defensive coordinator at Wisconsin under uh, Paul Christ, Mel Tucker at Michigan State. We could go on and on. What's when you when you sort through the the actual uh, coaching roster in the Big Ten, both head coaches 
and coordinators. Uh, it would seem that Jim Knowles at Ohio State really is probably the, 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 the clubhouse leader in terms of being able to bother Lincoln Riley. And I imagine Jim Leonard also mm-hmm. rates pretty highly. Is it, is it pretty safe to say that like those are the top two? And if they are, how would you, are there other, is there a third coach that we have to include in this conversation? Man, I'm really trying to think about Iowa is, you know, the way that they're built, Matt, they will always be a, they will always be a problem for someone like Lincoln. Um, But those are the two, I mean, Jim Knowles and Jim Leonard, like those guys are going to specifically, and I know a lot of people are already buying Ohio State this year. They got a really good defensive coordinator that they just took a guy away from Oklahoma State that had one of the most historically best defenses ever in Big 12 history. Um, it takes time for Jim Knowles. Now, that's the question, right? Like, oh, USC and Ohio State aren't going to play for two or three, four more years uh, on an annual basis, or even if it is an annual basis. Jim Knowles will have Ohio State rolling with Ohio State athletes running that system at Oklahoma State last year by that time. Like, that, my, that, I'm not, the Ryan Day thing, fun. Jim Knowles, that it looks like he wants to fight you every single game when you get the pain of him in the press box. Like, that's the one that is certainly um, him and Leonard. Nebraska, no. Minnesota, no. Um, Northwestern can get interesting, right? I think, you know, whenever they have that every third or fourth year when they have enough experience, certainly interesting. Um, outside of that. Mel Tucker? Mel Tucker, maybe. I mean, <laughs> I, I, the opinion on Mel Tucker and Michigan State, I think, is up to the you know beauties in the eye of the beholder, right? Like, we'll see if Michigan State can get uh, can play with as much luck as they played in twenty one, and we'll see how that pans out first before I have a, a real opinion on him. Okay, and at Penn State, we have a, a particular dynamic in which uh, Brent Pry uh, left; sure. he was the defensive coordinator to take over the Virginia Tech head coaching job and Manny Diaz is in it at defensive coordinator. So I, I would surmise Keegan that that's a matchup Lincoln Riley would uh, lick his chops at if, if Manny Diaz is even still around in happy Valley <laughs> 2024. I don't even from watching Penn state's defense and that's nothing against Brent Pry. I think he's a really good defensive coordinator and they're running a defense, you know, built to stop the big 10. Right. But how I've watched Ohio state attack them defensively over the last or how Ohio State's offense has attacked them defensively over the last half decade. Like, I don't see anything in Penn State's defense that I think would give Riley any concern. And what's the particular – I mean, obviously Ohio State has so much speed, uh, and that's the, the the point of differentiation going against Penn State. Obviously, Lincoln Riley has the skill position studs uh, at USC, but what what is it about Lincoln Riley tactically, which gives mm-hmm. you such confidence that he can work his way around James Franklin's defense at Penn State? Well, I think any defense that like Michigan's that's going to come out there and they're going to run their defense, right? They're going to stick in too high. They're going to play their normal coverages. They, you know, we have athletes, we are talented. We can play defense the way that we want. Those are the defenses Lincoln thrives on. Um, those are the defenses that Lincoln has given absolute fits. I mean, Matt, TCU, how you watch the Big 12, you watch college football, you follow it closely. TCU has not been a problem for Oklahoma since they lost uh, in 2014 in Fort Worth. Uh, interesting enough, I guess Baker Mayfield got hurt uh, thanks to uh, Ty Summers in 2015 uh, on a targeting back then. So, 
that second half certainly got interesting, but in 2016 and in 2016 was a close game, but they put up a ton of points. My point here is that that defense was Gary Patterson's defense and they stuck to it. Right. And it was consistent. And if you're going to continue to have the same tendencies, Lincoln's going to crush you. Like that's, it's just reality. Like he's, he's way too smart not to find your weak links. And if you're not going to change or adjust, he's going to continue to crush you that way. And that's how I view a lot of the big 10, like Michigan's defense last year, the, what I studied prior to the orange bowl game uh, against Georgia, that's what they ran. Right. And so when you, when you're a defensive mind like that, where yes, you, you have a great foundation, great system, but if you can't adjust when you play a team like Oklahoma under Lincoln Riley and you can't adjust who you are too much uh, and you're not super disruptive, like that's where it becomes a problem and Lincoln can really pile it on you. All right, folks, that's episode 10 of our 12-part series, The Riley Files, a deep dive into the career of Lincoln Riley with our Oklahoma insider, Keegan Renault. Uh, coming up next in episode 11, we ask if anything's being overlooked in the national conversation about Lincoln Riley. That's coming up next in episode 11. We thank you for listening to episode 10 of The Riley Files here at Trojans Wired. <laughs>